0: The other day I was re-watching The Mask of Zorro, 1998 movie starring Antonio Banderas and Anthony Hopkins. I was watching it with my daughter, a movie I've seen at least 20 times since childhood. I love this movie. Rewatching it for the first time in a couple of years was not only fun but eye-opening. There's a lot of deep stuff happening in Zorro that you miss because of the incredible sword fights and action scenes. And, uh, you know, Catherine Zeta-Jones, but that's another story. So there's this unforgettable scene late in the film where Zorro is disguised as one Don Alejandro. Uh, He is sitting in the presence of his sworn enemy, Union Captain Love, who does not know that Alejandro is actually Zorro. It's sort of like a Bruce Wayne, uh, Batman sort of situation. Now... His quest is to kill Captain Love and avenge his fallen brother. Love knows that something is off about the man sitting in his office, so he tries to rattle Alejandro by slamming a jar on the table between them, a jar containing the preserved head of Zorro's slain brother. Alejandro has been training for this moment since his journey began, and I don't mean the eventual duel with Captain Love later in the movie. This moment is one where he's going to require immense self-control and delayed gratification. Zorro does not give Captain Love what he's looking for in an emotional response. It's a Herculean lift here. Zorro has not learned from his mentor how not to feel. Instead, he has learned how to channel his feelings. After the confrontation with Captain Love, Zoro walks out of the room and cracks his cane over his leg, breaking it in two. His rage is real, and it is valid. Stoicism, though, is often criticized as being a philosophy devoid of emotion, or one that robs human beings of their humanity by promoting the suppression of feeling. While this view is very common, it is incorrect nevertheless. What Stoicism promotes is the abiding reality of emotion and a recognition of its power. Are our emotions who we are or are they something else? Stoicism, through its many teachers and contributors, invites us to treat emotion like a visitor or a guest. One of the passions knocks at your door. Anger, fear, sadness, lust. We answer the door and assess the intentions of our visitor. Are they really who they say they are? Are they dangerous? Is this anger at our door actually jealousy in disguise? The possible scenarios are many, but I think you get what I'm I'm going for here. Stoics test their perceptions, and it only takes a few moments to do this. Someone cuts you off in traffic and in that split second that it happens when the offense occurs, you make a calculation very quickly in your head as to whether that person saw you and chose to wrong you. Or, you conclude, perhaps, that they didn't see you at all and they had no ill will. They they're just bad drivers, just fools. So you don't explode in anger by honking the horn, cursing, yelling, and frightening the passengers in your own vehicle. You just let it go. Life happens very fast. Stoic attitudes about emotion help us to become better processors of the rapid-fire information hitting us every few moments. Think about Zorro, seated across from Captain Love, and how quickly the situation turned from aggravating to enraging. He's got his brother's head in a jar of water, under his desk, the gall, the evil. And this happens in just a split second when the jar hits the table. But if we are getting better at this, this whole project that we're doing here, we become a little bit more like what Marcus Aurelius described as his ideal in meditations, to be the rock that the waves keep crashing over, to stand unmoved as the raging sea falls around you. Zorro had finally become like The Rock because he had worked tirelessly to develop self-control, dispense with drunkenness, and learn to count to ten before reacting. If you've seen this movie, you know that he only was able to do the opposite at the start. He could now also analyze his opponent, Captain Love, and know his true intentions. By being able to have that self-control, by making it through this situation, Zorro knows that his secret identity may well be compromised, but Love could not prove it unless Alejandro overreacted to this stunt, and he chose not to make it easy for him. He didn't give his opponent what he wanted, but his anger never left him nor should it. Zoro chose when to let his anger have its moment because anger is a natural response to evil and injustice. I will say this again for the people who, you know, again, criticize or, or kind of roll their eyes at Stoic philosophy that it is devoid of emotion. No, anger is a natural response to evil and injustice. We all should know anger's number and be able to dial it When the time is right, but it cannot be coming over uninvited anytime it wants. Every day you're going to fall short on this. And for every day, there is a tomorrow. Folks, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Geeky Stoics. My name is Stephen Kent. I host this wonderful podcast associated with geekystoics.com. You can join us as a free subscriber over there. Uh, Get these podcasts in newsletter form and stay up to date with what we're doing and learn great lessons from your favorite movies, television shows, and books. Please do like the podcast, leave a rating and review. It does really help us still get the word out there about the podcast. Five stars will be just fine. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more.